Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviella. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Maisie Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight? I'm so excited to share everything about Fantasmic tonight. I've loved the show for a long time, and in fact, it's been around since 1988. Well, you nailed it tonight. We are going to talk about the return of Fantasmic, and you were there on property to enjoy it. So we are going to go right to you, right to the source, to tell us all about it. So I guess first and foremost, what do we need to know now that it's returning to property? Be sure to check the schedule in the My Disney Experience app or work with your travel specialist. You'll find some nights there's one show, other more popular times of the year, there's going to be two shows, a little bit of strategy involved if your family can stay up later. The second show typically is much less crowded and you'll stand in line less time to get in. For those that haven't been there, what about the size of the theater, right? How big are we looking at? The theater is huge. They have seat 6,900 people. They've got standing room for another 3,000. And you might even get lucky. We do a lot of private events on the patio. It's a great location to bring together a large group, have a dessert party, and a special viewing area. What about show runtime? How long is it going? You will find typically the two shows are about an hour and a half apart. Even though the show is 26 minutes, as you can imagine, it takes quite a bit of time to empty that theater clean it. They do an awesome job of getting all of those drinks and popcorn boxes and things in between, and then the opportunity to refill the theater. So is there ever any concern about not getting into a show? I mean, that's a massive amount of people. Are they turning away people before attending? Believe it or not, no, you can't always get in with almost 10,000 people. There is definitely a line to get in. And just like we've talked about with so many other things, It really depends. Do you just want to be in to see the show? Do you want the perfectly center seat? Are you okay with a section off to the side? I personally avoid the first few rows. They tend to be what we call the wet zone as well as the heat zone. But the line will often form 25 minutes to an hour prior. Again, it depends how important it is to you that you get in and where that seat is, how early I think you need to be online. We've done a million shows on it. Is it an option right now for folks that are spending the money for Genie Plus? Right now, it is not an option with Genie Plus. It used to be a FastPass option, so we may see it return, but there is another great way to get in. There are special dining packages, and they include seating. Be sure if you're reserving it or when you talk to your travel specialist, if there's two shows, the reservation will dictate which show you're doing. So if it's important to you to go to the early show because you've got kids going to bed early, you're not going to be able to have a super late dinner time. They want to make sure that there's ample time for you to get to both locations. They've brought more Fantasmic packages than we've ever seen before. 
all of the packages are on a fixed menu price. So you do pay a little bit more than you might for the actual restaurant, but you can get the viewing packages at all three meals at Hollywood and Vine, at Mama Melrose and Brown Derby, and new in 2022, those packages are also being offered with the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater, as well as the 50s Primetime. You may be listening to this today thinking, I didn't see that. All of those packages begin November 30th. And again, they're going to be either the buffet, if you're at Hollywood and Vine, or a fixed menu where you get a choice of an appetizer or dessert and an entree, and then you're going to get that sticker for admission. So the dining stuff, that is something that was offered, you know, when this show first ran. So I guess the question is now, some of the things are changing as far as the dining options, but what about the show itself, right? This is a show that has a tremendous history, a great fan base. Is it the Fantasmic that we know? It is the old show. The music is the same. I loved, Was I was heading into the theater. We all know that music that everybody swings their arms to. And of course, they have a souvenir stand on your way in. And the cast is there with the music playing, dancing along, and you hear all the people around you humming that very popular theme that we're used to. This show is better than before. They've taken our favorite scenes, and we're still going to see the jungle scene with the neon monkeys and the great water projections and the boats with the princess and princes coming by. But they've added some awesome new scenes. There's an awesome frozen scene. I was really impressed with it. It's one of the longest new scenes they have. They've also added a Moana scene as well as an Aladdin scene. And then that projection with different pictures that we're used to seeing also has added some new favorite films, including Encanto. And I have to say, the crowd went wild when they saw those pictures. So we know that's why Disney makes change, because we love a lot of our traditional old favorites, but a lot of new things as well. You know, as somebody with small kids, you know, the question is always, is it family friendly, right? That's the phrase that gets thrown around a lot. My kids, for example, aren't fireworks fans. So I don't know that that's the appropriate question, but I guess the family friendly question is really what I'm looking for. Is it a family friendly show? It's Disney. So I always say everything is family friendly, but there's always that nice big but there. It really depends on your child. For those of you who haven't seen Fantasmic and know nothing about it, it is held outdoors in a huge amphitheater. It happens after dark because there's a lot of awesome pyrotechnics in the show. And the concept behind it without giving too much away is Mickey starts with a dream that turns into a nightmare. So we start by seeing Mickey and great music and super colorful and some pictures of all of our favorite characters. But then all of a sudden, his dream turns into a nightmare. And in that nightmare, the theater gets darker, the music gets a little louder, and that beat that makes you wonder, and the pictures start to be 
all of the Disney villains. So again, if your child is prepared, if your child knows that, you know, movies have bad parts and things happen, that's great. If your child is super sensitive, they may be a little concerned. But, you know, it's Disney magic. We know and you can certainly assure them that in the end, of course, Mickey wins. The show is filled with great music, great costuming, pyrotechnics, and of course, that happy ending. All right. For those who haven't seen it, I'm, I'm going to go with a little bit of a spoiler alert here. Uh, but for those that love it, it's a question that I know people are looking for the answer. I have to ask you, is the character boat back? The character boat is back. The character boat is the big finale scene. It's Steamboat Willie on his awesome two-story steamboat that has a little bit of pyrotechnics off the back and all around on two decks, so many of our favorite Disney characters. There's about 40 different princes, princesses, all different Fab Five characters, Disney originals, and they all make their way around the boat and the music and the lighting is certainly incredible and a chance maybe your child's okay just seeing a character from afar and it's going to save you standing in that character line because this is the opportunity to see more characters together than ever. Well, and for families that travel like mine, that's really how we like to approach it. You know, we've always spent the majority of our vacationing watching these characters from afar it's not the type of thing that we'd like to typically wait on lines for so if it's this type of thing where your children or your traveling party is capable of just watching these characters from afar this sounds like it might be a good thing for you but i have to ask you what haven't we covered tonight that you think folks need to know if they're phantasmic fans and they're excited to attend the show now that it's back or if they're coming to see it for the first time what haven't we mentioned that is important for folks to know We didn't talk about theater logistics. So again, it is a huge outdoor amphitheater and done perfectly the way Disney does. So when you get there and the entrance is just past the Beauty and the Beast Theater on your way to the Hollywood Tower of Terror, you can't miss it heading down the boulevard. You will see this separate sign for those with the dining package. They will have everybody else use one main line. And as you get closer to the theater entrance, anybody with a scooter or wheelchair, they will send you off to the left-hand side. You'll enter the theater in a different location. They use the back several rows of each section for that seating. You can have companions with you, and they will ask if you can transfer or not there's plenty of space for those that want to stay in the wheelchair or scooter and for those that want to transfer and again your family can be with you okay that makes sense as you get about three quarters of the way up the regular line those of you with little ones this is going to be different than magic kingdom fireworks or harmonious Even though it's late at night and some of your little ones may fall asleep during the show, you are going to have to park your stroller. So just beware, park the stroller, grab whatever you need, and you may end up carrying them back out at the end of the night and you'll be headed over to stroller parking on the way out. 
Again, it does take a bit of time for that theater to empty, but they do a phenomenal job. They actually open a secondary backstage route to help get people out. And again, depending where you're sitting, the advantage to sitting in the back, you may be a little further out, but if you want to get out and back to your hotel sooner, that's certainly the way to go. That's good to know. The last thing we didn't talk about is one of the reasons that I do love this show is that it has my dream retirement job. I always say I can't wait for the day that I retire and get hired as Fantasmic Mickey because there is absolutely nothing better than about 90 seconds before the show ends. The spotlight goes to the top of the mountain and there's Sorcerer Mickey. He holds his hands up high and all of a sudden pyrotechnics shoot out of it. I think it's got to be the best job on property. So I need to shrink a few inches by the time I retire and I need to get over my fear of heights. But it is certainly my favorite part of the show and I'm sure it'll be yours too. Just a minor detail, afraid of heights and pyrotechnics and whatnot. So I'm sure that'll be no problem for you as you near retirement age. Uh, In all seriousness, as we said, this show is returning to property. It's something that is a staple within the Walt Disney World Resort. We are thankful that you as our Disney master were there to experience it for us as it returns. I appreciate your time tonight and have a great week. You too. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>